Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time. For the Fantasy Football Guys Daily Fantasy Show, here's Robbie Moore. That's right, everyone. Welcome back to Week 7 of the Fantasy Football Guys Daily Fantasy Show. In a shocking turn of events, I actually won some money this past weekend. It wasn't a lot. I bet a dollar. I won a dollar fifty. But 50% increase in, uh, in value, in currency, in cash money, I'll take that. Uh, if anyone out there played the exact lineup that I played, and instead of betting $1, bet $100, that's big money. So we're looking to keep that streak going this week. Um, it's an interesting week. One, uh, four of the most explosive teams in the league are all on bye this week. Uh, Rams, Vikings, Eagles, and Bills. So there's a lot of players that normally would be on this list for me that are not on this list. And uh, it's it's kind of scarce. Um, really had to, to dig deep to find some some guys that I actually liked, but I think I've got them for you. Um, also, lots of turmoil in terms of you know a trade happening, McCaffrey to the Niners. Uh, what's going on there? A couple other guys in trade talks uh, could have an interesting couple weeks here, and could see some shifts in dynamics for uh, for a couple teams. Something to look out for. Uh, for now, though, uh, things are business as usual. And uh, we're going to keep it pushing. So, diving right in for your quarterbacks. First guy we're talking about is uh, Joey Burrow. Joseph Burr, the man himself. Um, have him projected as uh, one of the highest scoring Q- uh, QBs this week, uh, specifically on Sunday. Um, I think this game is probably going to be a little more competitive than Vegas thinks it's going to be. Currently, the Bengals are favored by six and a half. Uh, I think it's going to be closer than that. I think there's going to be uh, a little more pressure on the Bengals later in the game to complete some passes, get some touchdowns through the air to stay ahead of those Falcons. So um, I think this is probably end up going to end up being a good game for Burrow. Falcons don't have a outstanding defense. They've got some good players, but I, I don't think it's an insurmountable uh, victory for them, and I think he should have a good game. Um, all of his receivers are healthy. Tight end is healthy. The whole team is is healthy. Now, for the offensive line, that doesn't mean much, but he's got guys to throw to at the very least. Um, so I like Burrow here. Um, I think uh, he's a good value for his cost. Uh, another guy I like this week is Aaron Rodgers. You may have heard of him. Um, basically, uh, any quarterback playing the Washington Commanders is uh, a surefire play. Uh, they stink on defense. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers could throw me touchdowns against that defense, so... I uh, definitely like that. 
Uh, Lazard has been playing really well. Romeo Dobbs has stepped up and been a, a big factor. Uh, Robert Tanyan has, has been a, a factor on the offense. And really, I said it last week, I'll say it again, they just need to include the running backs more in the pass game. So if they do that, then Rodgers is even more valuable. But even you know with the current trends of how he has been playing in this game, he's still one of the highest projected scoring quarterbacks on my list. So definitely a guy I would take. Um, I think that's probably the one I will take in my lineup because he's a little bit cheaper than Burrow, but probably has around the same value. Um, on the other side of the ball, if you really, really, really want to cheap out on your quarterback for some reason this week, um, you can take Taylor Heineke. He isn't terrible. He is a serviceable quarterback. Um, he did all right last year, uh, taking the team over from uh, Fitzmagic. I mean, it's not probably the best play you can make, but because he's a backup, Carson Wentz is ruled out in the middle of the week. He's pretty cheap this week on uh, Daily Fantasy, so... You might be able to steal a couple extra points, you know, for not a lot of money, but I, I think you could probably do better. Um, but if you, again, if you if you're looking just for a cheap quarterback because you want to go all out on running back and receiver, you can pick Heineke. Though again, I would not recommend it. So those are your quarterbacks. Uh, moving to running back, uh, a couple guys that I think are absolute must plays this week. The first one is Austin Eckler. Um, past several weeks, he's becoming a larger and larger part of the offense. And it's obviously shown in his fantasy performance. He's had a lot of scoring, a lot of catches, a lot of yards in the past couple weeks. Um, and thankfully he's playing a, uh, run defense by Seattle. Not very good. Um, this is, this, this could be a game. He gets 200 yards, three touchdowns is, it really is a potential for him to go absolutely all the way off. Um, and if he continues to play like he's been playing, it's going to happen. I have him as the highest projected player in general this week, according to my list. So definitely worth picking up. Um, he's relevant when the game script is run. He's relevant when the game script is pass. And they just like to get the ball in his hands. Absolute must play. Number one is Austin Eckler. Number two is Josh Jacobs. Kind of surprising considering all the talks in the offseason that they don't like him there. Um, he's put together two back-to-back monster performances, um, and uh, he's playing the Texans this week, uh, the worst team in football. I, I don't imagine that will be uh, he'll be letting up at all in that regard. Uh, likely the game script is going to be run in the second half, or the, at the very least the fourth quarter, so I'm expecting him to get a good amount of touches. Um, really my only concern for him this game is that they blow out the Texans so badly that he doesn't play all four quarters. Um, who knows if that happens? It might. Um, I think he's another must play this week. Um, he's, he's on a really hot streak and they're going to be giving him the ball, uh, to keep riding that wave. Uh, so those are the two definite must starts. Uh, then we got a couple... Maybe you can use these guys. Maybe you want to roll the dice. Uh, first guy is Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Dallas is a, a team I'm kind of looking at this week as 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 someone I'm. I definitely want some guys on that team. Um, they're playing the Lions, who do not have a good defense. They're bottom five defense, um, and specifically for Zeke and uh, I guess Tony Pollard, if you if you want to lean that way too. Um, Dak Prescott being back in the lineup um, is a much much more impressive pass threat than Cooper Rush. Um, so it probably will lead to some lighter boxes for those running backs. Uh, maybe, in, you know, instead of playing, 
you know, five linemen, three linebackers. They're four linemen, two linebackers or something. Maybe they bring an extra cornerback in, make it a little bit easier to run the football because there's a threat that Dak Prescott can put that ball over your head or, you know, put it in a place where a linebacker can't cover you. So with that in mind, it's possible that things open up for the running backs a little bit. On the other hand, they may want to ease Dak back into throwing the ball, and the game script still may be a little bit heavier on the run. Now, both of those things can mesh together optimally for us, and we have a light box and a run game script, which would be great. It's also possible that they mesh together in the opposite direction, and that the game script is heavier on the run, and the Lions know this, and they don't lighten the box. So... Not really sure yet what's going through the defensive coordinator's mind for the Lions, but things are possible here. Um, Zeke uh, has been doing okay this year. Um, I, I know he's not a top 10 running back, but there's still time left. Um, I, I think he's going to be heavily involved on in this game. There's a chance the Lions can keep things interesting late into the game. They do have a dynamic offense. Cowboys, on the other hand, do have a good defense, so I'm not really sure how that's going to go on the other side of the ball. But with that coming back... Them coming off a division loss last week, they may just take this opportunity to run up the score, even if they are up by you know 20 points at the half. With that in mind, I like Zeke this week. I think it's probably a favorable matchup for him, and this is definitely a get-back week for the Cowboys. Uh, another guy that is probably a dice roll is uh, Deontay Foreman. Uh, following the shocking news that McCaffrey is traded to San Francisco, there is a massive, massive vacancy uh, in Carolina. Um, it was said, I think, before the season, um, and, and once the uh, the talks of trades for McCaffrey began, it was kind of confirmed that Deontay Foreman is most likely going to fill the void and be the lead ball carrier uh, in, in McCaffrey's absence. Um, I think that makes sense. Chuba Hubbard has always kind of been a change of pace guy. I don't think he has bell cow uh ability <clears throat> foreman does i believe so he's likely to take over responsibilities but i'm not exactly sure what that means he's obviously not going to be mccaffrey 2.0 obviously and the team kind of seems like it's tanking intentionally at least from the front office perspective um so i'm not really sure they're also playing one of the toughest defenses in the league this week and it's a division game so I really have no idea what to expect from this team this week. Um, I'd like to think that maybe something is possible. Um, Deontay Foreman is, I think, as cheap as a player can possibly be in DraftKings. Um, so you're really getting any amount of points for no money if you have him on your team. So it might be worth it. But, you know, it's also possible that he, even though he's the lead back, he gets, you know, 15 carries and 10 yards because the Bucks have a really good defense. I don't really know. Um, going forward, we might have a better idea. But it seems like if there are points to be scored, he's likely to be involved in scoring them. So it might be a decent idea to have him on the team. Even if he doesn't score any touchdowns, I think he's, he's still relevant in the pass game. Uh, and if there is run yards to be gained, it's going to be him gaining them. So... A huge, massive question mark on Deontay Foreman, or I think it's Dante Foreman. I may have been saying it wrong this whole time. That guy. Big question mark on him, but it's possible that he has some value this week. 
the last running back I want to talk about is another guy filling in for the starter, and that's Kenyon Drake. Had a, a, a shockingly good game last week. Um, and with J.K. Dobbins down uh, yet again, it looks like he's going to be uh, taking the reins for the second week in a row. Um, Cleveland does have a pretty good defense, and they're pretty good against the run. Um, but I think Lamar Jackson being in the backfield, if they're doing you know a read option or a triple option or even just normal run plays, Lamar being in the backfield allows the running back to get just a half a second uh, to make his cut, to make his read, and, and it ends up gaining him five yards a lot of the times. If you go back and lift, you go back and look at film of how the linebackers react and move to a mesh handoff when it's Lamar Jackson. They always have to delay a little bit because if Lamar keeps that ball and takes off, they're going to get burnt. So that allows the running back who's actually taking the handoff a couple steps to get some extra yards. I think Drake is going to benefit from that this week. Um, I think there's going to be, uh, I mean, it's the Ravens, so obviously uh, they were heavy on the run. So I think Drake's going to have a pretty decent day, a uh, pretty decent game. Um, my projections have him still pretty low because he didn't really get any carries before Dobbins went down, but I think he's going to have a pretty good game. And he is relatively cheap, um, all things considered. Uh, so those are your running backs. I'm probably leaning uh, Eckler, Jacobs, and then probably Drake, but. We'll see what happens uh, once the uh, the cookie crumbles, as they say. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. Uh, this is kind of interesting for me this week. Not everybody was uh, was in a great matchup. Um, first guy I want to talk about is T. Higgins. Um Similar to what I was saying for Burrow, I think this is going to be a relatively competitive game. And T. Higgins is the PPR uh, monster on this team. Chase gets a lot of the you know the longer balls, the you know the long touchdowns. Higgins is the guy that ends up with you know nine, ten catches, seventy yards, and maybe a touchdown. Um, I think he probably brings about similar value to Jamar Chase this week, but he is considerably cheaper in daily fantasy. So that's why I lean Higgins over Chase. Maybe Chase has a point or two uh, lead in terms of value, but not worth paying an extra 40% for, in my opinion. Uh, second thing I'm going to talk about is CeeDee Lamb. Uh, same thing I was talking about for Zeke. Um, CD is probably the, the biggest beneficiary of Dak being back. Um, he wasn't really used that effectively without him, um, but I know Dak loves throwing in the ball, and... They're going to want to regain that connection. They want to get C.D. Lamb involved. They want the ball in his hands. They're, they've probably schemed up 50 different plays to get him the ball. So I think he's going to have a monster, monster day um, against the Lions. And uh, as, as much as it pains me to be uh, praising the Cowboys, I, I think they're basically all of them are going to be scoring a lot of points this week. Uh, next guy I want to talk about is... Amari Cooper. 
Uh, interesting uh, trend for you this year. Through six games, Amari Cooper has averaged 28.8 points in PPR formats against opponents in the AFC. Against opponents in the NFC, he is averaging three points in PPR. You can do with that information what you will. They are playing the uh, Ravens this week, who are in the AFC North with uh, with the Browns. Uh, seems to me like he's going to have a good day. Now, in all seriousness, that stat is completely arbitrary. That has nothing to do with actual football, I think. Um, but in all seriousness, Amari Cooper is 40 to 50, if not more, percentage of the downfield targets for this team. Um, and they're likely going to be passing in order to keep up with the Ravens. Um, I know they have a, a solid run game, but Amari Cooper is still going to get his touches. Um, and like I said, he's the only receiver on this team with any value. So I think it's worth picking him up if you just need to fill a roster. He's not super expensive, but he I always think he's kind of in that middle ground of too expensive for what he can get you, but then he ends up getting 25 points. So, um Again, this week was kind of weird about who I picked, but I, I think he's going to do all right this week. Uh, next guy, I want to talk about Alan Lazard. Um, I was talking before about Rodgers. Again, Lazard has been playing well, and the commanders suck playing pass defense. Um, really a match made in heaven when you think about it. Um, Packers' offense has been kind of questionable. I mean, the whole team really has been questionable for the past couple weeks. Um, I think this is likely going to be a week they kind of get back to their normal. They get a win. Hopefully it doesn't look ugly because that would be bad for them. Um, but I think Lazard is going to be a big part of that. Um, I hope they get the running backs a little bit more involved. Um, I really hope everybody is more involved. They can actually get something going. Um, but I, I really like Lazard this week. Um, he's one of the highest projected receivers I have because the commanders are so bad. Um, yeah, that's really all to say. I, I'm, I'm big on the Packers this week. I'm big on the Cowboys this week. I'm medium on the Bengals this week. Uh, those, those are the, the teams I'm really looking for. Uh, final guy I want to talk about. Um, I almost put Michael Pittman here, but I instead decided to go with Alec Pierce. Um, Pierce has been getting uh, considerably better each week. He missed uh, weeks two and three, I believe. But the past two weeks, he's been, he's been getting better. He's been getting more involved in the offense. Um, and it seems that he is the, the real wide receiver, too, across from Pittman. Um, playing the Titans this week uh, for the second time in four weeks. Kind of crazy they play each other so quickly. But um, Titans always play the Colts tough, so it's likely that there's going to be a passing game script late in the game. Um, Pierce was very valuable last week later in the game in the pass situation. I, I don't see that changing. Um, and as games go by, I'm anticipating that he's going to be uh, looked at more and more and that uh, the target share between him and Pittman is going to end up being about the same at the end of the year, and uh, hopefully maybe the offense gets a little better overall, and there's just more points uh, to be scored all around, and both of those receivers are valuable. Um, The reason I chose him over Pittman is just because he's so much cheaper and probably brings about the same value potential this week, so I always go for the cheaper guy if there's really not that much difference in, in projection on my board. Uh, so those are your receivers. Um, I think I'm probably leaning Higgins, uh, Lamb, and Pierce, just because that's how the uh, the price ends up working out the best from what I've seen. Um, but anything can happen. I may throw in a, a curveball once it gets to Sunday. We'll see. Uh, looking at tight ends now. 
We're going back to the old reliable, and that is Hayden Hurst. Uh, talked a lot about the Bengals today. Really, all the same things apply. Um, he's one of the same, he's one of the guys that can catch passes from Joe Burrow. I want I want him on my team. Uh, he's been very consistent the past couple of weeks, which is what I look for in my tight ends. I don't want to have a tight end end up with two points. Um, trying to bet on getting twenty points. I know Hayden Hurst is going to get me you know ten to fifteen points every week. I am fine with that. And that's why I like him. Uh, another guy that's kind of filling into that role is Dan Bellinger for the uh, New York Football Giants. Um, in contrast to Hertz, where there's a lot of points to be scored by Bengals receivers, so you want someone on the team. The Giants, there really aren't that many fantasy points scored by the Giants, but most of them are scored by either Saquon Barkley or Dan Bellinger. So I'd like to have one of those guys. Um, he's uh, averaging a touchdown every other week. Um, he scored a touchdown in the past two weeks, so maybe he gets a streak going. Um, he's becoming one of the more consistent tight ends in this league. He's averaging, I think, 9 to 10 points in the past couple weeks, and that trend is going up as we get further into the season. So I'm all right uh, getting on the on this bandwagon while it's still in its early stages. Uh, I, I don't expect the price of either of these guys is going to change much week to week because they kind of keep their price in a, for DraftKings in a distribution, a uh, decaying distribution. So I don't think they're going to jump any of the other guys to be more expensive because they really don't bring that much more value. Anyway, these are the two guys I like. I'm probably going to go with Hayden Hurst again just because I've been going. I, I think I've picked him literally every single week. Um, it's going to it's gonna be unfortunate week 10 when I can't pick him, but maybe that's when I pick Bellinger. Anyway, uh, let's move on to defenses. Uh, the last time the Titans played the Colts, they ended up with nine points in DraftKings, which is pretty good for uh, for a defense. It's a little bit above their average, and it's above, I think, the total average of all defenses. So pretty good, in my opinion. Um, this week, they're playing the game in Nashville, which usually gives a slight benefit to the defense. Um, the crowd can get loud uh, when the defense is on the field to interrupt the offense. Uh, you know, puts pressure on the on the offense. It gets the defense hyped up. Generally, it's just a better atmosphere for the defense when you're playing at home. So I actually might project maybe getting a little bit more than nine points this week. Um, this is one of the the better matchups I've seen. Nothing else is really standing out to me other than the second guy I'm gonna, second team I'm going to talk about. But I think this is just an overall solid option if you're not really sure who to go with. The other matchup I'm looking at, uh, and this is kind of odd, uh, the Jets-Broncos game, I kind of like both of these defenses. The Jets are like the third highest scoring fantasy defense this year. Somehow, I, I don't know how that's possible, but they are. Um, and the Broncos, I think, are only two spots below them. Uh, both of these defenses are pretty good, it would seem. Uh, the Broncos don't allow a lot of real-life points to be scored but then they also don't score a lot on offense either. So both defenses are going to benefit from that. Uh, Jets and the Broncos both have good pass rushes and good secondaries. So there's potential for sacks and picks for both teams. Uh, really the only separator here for me is that the Jets are just cheaper because they're the Jets. So that's honestly probably who I'm going to go with. It's It seems kind of weird, but yeah, the Broncos offense has not been good all year really. And Jets defense has been surprising me. So I think I'm going to end up picking the Jets on my team. Kind of weird, but 
that's where we are in life. That's football. All right, that is your lineup. Well, not the actual lineup, but it's it's probably my lineup for uh, for this week. Uh, like I said earlier, looking to keep that uh, winning money streak going. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm probably only going to bet a dollar again, but maybe this is the week I walk away with you know 50k or something. Who knows? Uh, if I do win 50k, you might never hear from me again. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Hopefully you guys won some last week too, and hopefully we can uh, win something again this week. Uh, I will see you guys on Sunday. Good luck.